Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Retire. 
So hopefully they will reinstate this program so that these students will not be unprotected. You know, what a what an area to slice, you know, when uh we need this so badly. Well, our wow story that we included the gentleman in on uh, was about a man who spoke to his date and let her know that he was not interested in dating anyone who had children. And when they started dating, after they had been on a couple of dates, she then revealed that she did have a child and she thought that he would be a good father. He had a good career. He was a good man. Now, I don't know how she worked that out in her head after only a couple of dates, but she did. Well, he left her in his smoke. <laughs> yeah. He left. He shut down. Um, and got away from all of her social media sites. And uh, that's it. He never spoke to her again. And we spoke to our due time crew and, you know, asked, what did they think? Well, all the men agreed, and actually so did the women. Yes. They all said that, you know, the deception part, was a lot to get past. You know, you did lie and tell the man you didn't have any children. It wasn't like he wasn't going to find out. You know, I don't know these days, y'all. I'm going to be honest. I I don't know what length she would have gone to. So I think I'm kind of glad that she did reveal that she had kids because based on the stories that we've been going over, you don't have any idea what these people would do. So, you know what? better she had just gone ahead and told the story. Well, the big story that was on the table yesterday was mm, the book. The book, the book, the book that has landed on Amazon in my daddy's belly. Yep. This is the story of a transgender dad giving birth. And we definitely had to get our due time panel on for this one. You know, they say that um, it was inspired by a real family. Now, we had quite a bit of comments that came out about this book being, you know, someone's reality. They were so happy that the reality was out there. And, you know, this way children would get an opportunity to hear and see, you know, some different perspectives of what a family is really about. And I I have to tell you that you know, based on that description right there, let me let me let me let me read it to you again. 
okay? It is about the story of a transgender dad giving birth. And I'm sorry, I had to challenge that one right there because to date... And I'll only be 57 in a couple of days, God spares. But to date, I have yet to hear that a man has given birth, especially a transgender one. So I I don't know what reality they're talking about, but I promise you the overwhelming response of the excitement that this book has actually been written and how it can be so beneficial you know it 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 does not startle me but it amazes me that again the reality part was just out there and It just really shows you how, you know, broad this, not only the LGBTQ community is, but the support. Because not everyone who, you know, spoke up was in the LGBT community. No, not at all. They have a high level of support. We need to pray, people. We have to pray. Because if this is what they're pushing, and this is what they are planning to feed our children, that's scary. That is very scary. We we always have to be on the job, and that's just a real e-true Hollywood story. Just really, as people of God... We've really got to be on our our game just putting the truth out there. And the truth is, no matter how much a man would like to carry a child in his belly, it ain't happening. No. Well, at least not now. I don't know what they may do later. But I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't even want to see what it would look like if it were to, you know, manifest itself in some scientific craziness because that's exactly what it would be, exactly what it would be. Let me tell you something. You know, let me ask you something. Have you ever seen a man with a headache? Have you ever seen a man with an earache? Have you ever seen a man in any level of pain? Have you ever seen a man with a common cold? They couldn't handle no childbirth. They couldn't handle no baby moving around in their stomach. They couldn't handle that. So you know what? Be careful what you ask for. Because y'all can't handle that. (laughs) Well, that's how we spent our Wednesday, and I'm encouraging you to go back and listen, okay? Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday, the day we talk about our health, whether it's spiritual health, 
mental health, emotional health, physical health, financial health, any kind of health. We talk about it on Therapeutic Thursday. And today, we have a guest. And uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with her. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy the exchange this morning. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. An important message for people with diabetes. Diabetic neuropathy is a serious complication of diabetes. One in two people with diabetes has it. Damaged nerves can cause stinging, burning, tingling, numbness, or weakness in your feet and hands. You can be very sensitive to touch, and everyday activities can cause extreme pain. But it's not too late. Contact the American Diabetes Association at 1-800-DIABETES or diabetes.org or talk to your doctor. Perfect and right on time today. 
So, let's start. You know, they're giving like a little mm, overall view of the stomach. And they say the stomach is a muscular organ located in the upper left part of the abdomen. And the primary function is to break food down into smaller pieces and mix it with digestive juices such as hydrochloric acid and enzymes which helps to break down the food into nutrients that the body can absorb and use. And how many of us understood that? Well, I have to tell you, that's the first time I've ever seen that type of description. So I feel like I'm walking away with something already. They say the stomach can hold around one and a half liters of food and liquid, and it can expand to hold even more. Mm. So imagine when you feel full what that means. Wow. They say the stomach is also responsible for producing hormones that help to regulate digestion, such as gastrin, which stimulates the release of digestive juices, which signals hunger to the brain. Mm. So they say the various factors can affect the health of the stomach, including diet, stress, and certain medical conditions. Common stomach symptoms include indigestion, bloating, and abdominal pain, which can be caused by a range of issues such as gastritis, ulcers, and gastric reflux disease. All right? Well, let's get to some of these, what they call common, common stomach symptoms. Well, regular abdominal pain. They say abdominal pain can range from mild discomfort to severe pain. It can be caused by a variety of reasons, such as indigestion, gas, or constipation. And uh, listen, if that pain gets to be too much, you need to definitely get to medical attention. Because you don't know what is going on in your stomach, okay? Bloating. They say bloating is a feeling of fullness or tightness in the abdomen. It can be caused by eating too much, eating too quickly, or consuming certain foods. However, if bloating is persistent or accompanied by other symptoms, such as abdominal pain, diarrhea, or weight loss, it's definitely a sign of a more serious condition. And one of those conditions could be irritable bowel syndrome or inflammatory bowel disease. So you definitely want to get to your doctor if that's what's going on. Okay? All right. What else are they 
talking about is some of the common stomach um, symptoms. Nausea and vomiting. Well, nausea and vomiting are common symptoms that can be caused, of course, by a variety of reasons such as food poisoning, motion sickness, or a viral infection. If nausea or vomiting are persistent or is accompanied with other symptoms such as pain, fever, or blood in your vomit, it's definitely a sign of a serious condition such as gastritis or possibly stomach cancer. So you definitely need to get to your doctor. Changes in your bowel habits. Now, these are all common, okay? So changes in your bowel habits, such as diarrhea or constipation, can be caused by a variety of reasons, such as stress, diet, and even your meds, some medication. They say if your changes in your bowel habits are persistent or if it's accompanied by abdominal pain, blood in the stool, or weight loss, it's definitely a sign that there's something more serious, such as IBS or colon cancer, and you definitely want to get to your doctor ASAP. Okay? So those are common stomach symptoms. I'm sorry, they're leaving that in that, you know, kind of typical thing. But as you hear, it starts off with something that's common. But accompanied by other things, you need to make sure that you go see your doctor. Well, they're moving into more serious Stomach symptoms and one of the things unexplained weight loss mm. well they say losing weight without trying is definitely a warning sign of some serious health issues such as cancer diabetes or thyroid issues I don't know why I'm tongue tied this morning so they say if you've lost 5% or more of your body weight in a matter of 6 to 12 months without trying, oh, you want to definitely get to your doctor. Don't sit around and wait for that to get worse. Okay? All right. Persistent nausea and vomiting. They say that can be caused by a variety of health issues such as food poisoning or stomach virus. If you experience persistent nausea and vomiting that lasts more than 24 hours, it could be a sign of a more serious health issue such as stomach ulcer or even cancer. So you want to definitely get to your doctor on that one blood in stool they say if you notice you have blood in your stool it could be a sign of a really serious health issue such as inflammatory bowel disease colon cancer or hemorrhoids so you 
definitely want to get to your doctor. If you have blood in your stool, we're talking about more serious stomach symptoms, and they're bringing up again the changes in your bowel habits. So if you have diarrhea or constipation on a regular basis, they say there's stress involved. And if you are experiencing that for more than a few days, so if you're experiencing diarrhea on a serious, on a consistent basis, if you are experiencing um, constipation, the basis, you definitely need to go and get your doctor's opinion as to what's going on to rule out anything serious, okay? So you want to make sure you are paying attention to your body. You know, listen, Pastor Steph always reminds you, pay attention to your body because when you finally get to the doctor, you want to be able to answer the questions that they ask. How long has this been going on? What are the real changes? Are they slight? Are they, you know, major? So please make sure you pay attention to your body. And listen, everybody's carrying around a phone with notes and things like that. Just jot it down in your phone. Don't try to, you know, uh, remember everything. Okay? Well, I got a couple of more minutes because there's quite a bit here. So I, I got a couple of minutes to go over just one other piece of this um, serious stomach symptoms area. And they are targeting the unexplained weight loss. And they're saying some of the potential causes of that cancer. They say unexplained weight loss is often the first noticeable symptom of cancers of the esophagus, pancreas, stomach, and lungs. Other cancers such as ovarian cancer, ovarian cancer, and lymphoma can also cause weight loss. So they say if you have unexplained weight loss along with fatigue, pain, changes in bowel habits, make sure you get to your doctor. Thyroid problems. The overactive thyroid, which is called hyperthyroidism, can cause unexplained weight loss, as well as other symptoms, increased appetite, sweating, and anxiety. And underactive thyroid, hypothyroidism, can cause weight gain, fatigue, and depression. So if you have an unexplained weight loss, such as, along with hair loss, dry skin, sensitivity to cold or heat, make sure you get to your doctor. Thyroidism is hereditary. So if your mom or grandma or aunties or someone has experienced that, make sure you get to your doctor because you could possibly be 
um, experience in that as well. Diabetes, unexplained weight loss, is definitely a sign of undiagnosed diabetes, along with increased thirst, frequent urination, and blurred vision. Diabetes can cause weight loss by increasing, they say, the body's use of glucose for energy, okay? So if you have unexplained weight loss and the symptoms of diabetes, such as fatigue, tingling in your hands or feet, make sure you get to your doctor. Depression. They say depression can cause a loss of appetite and weight loss. Uh, some other symptoms, sadness, fatigue, and sleep disturbances go along with that. So if you have unexplained weight loss and symptoms of depression, such as loss of interest in activities or feelings of worthlessness, please talk to your doctor. Medications. Certain medications can also cause weight loss as a side effect and they say this can include chemotherapy drugs antidepressants and medications for Parkinson's so if you have unexplained weight loss and you're taking any of those type of meds make sure you get to your doctor okay so I'm going to do a quick recap we're talking about stomach symptoms today some of the common stomach symptoms are abdominal pain, bloating, nausea, and vomiting, changing in your bowel habits. Those alone mm, does not signal an alarm, but accompanied by other things, definitely get to your doctor. Serious stomach symptoms, unexplained weight loss, persistent nausea and vomiting, severe or persistent abdominal pain, blood and stool changes in the bowel habits, Make sure you get to your doctor because those will always be accompanied by other things, okay? And the unexplained weight loss, the cancer, the thyroid problems, diabetes, depression, medications, all of those things are accompanied by something that is causing the unexplained weight loss. So get to your doctor. Do not ignore Please do not ignore those symptoms, okay? All righty. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday, and you know how we do on Therapeutic Thursday. Sometimes we're blessed to have an author come and bless our lives, and I came across um, a young lady who is definitely, definitely, I'm anticipating, going to be a blessing to our lives this morning. So without further ado, let's say good morning to our sister, Chastity Dawn. Good morning, Chastity. Good morning. How are you, Pastor Steph? I am well, thank you. How are you? I am so good and just excited about our conversation this morning. Great, great, great. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And, 
you know, I always like to give our guests, you know, about a minute or so to just tell us who you are. So who is Chastity Dawn? Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) I always say I am simply a soul trying to do my best to navigate this human experience. But my name is Chastity Dawn. I'm originally from the Midwest, uh, St. Louis, Chicago, and now I live just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. I've been here for about five and a half, actually almost six years, and I love it. And that just kind of sums it up. There's, um, you know, I feel like I've been on this amazing journey for the past three years, and I think a lot of people can say the same because that's when we were entering the season of COVID and the pandemic, and a lot of us went through things that turned our lives right side up, and I'm no different than anyone else, but I'm simply a soul trying to do my best, that's all. Okay, okay. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on and blessing us this morning. I'm sure you're going to be a a major blessing to us. I've had the privilege of kind of whisking through your book. So give us the name of the book Mm -hmm. and just kind of give us an overall picturesque of what the book is about. Sure. Um, My book is called From the Wilderness to the Narrow Path, A Journey of Surrender and Course Correction. And it is a story about how God got my attention, simplified my life, and showed me what it really means to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And it took me on this amazing journey uh, where I was like just questioning God a lot because of things that were going on in my life. And I just started asking God lots of questions. And one question in particular had to do with the Lord's Prayer. And the question was, why would you tell me to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, if it seems like I can't really have it? And so um, I asked God that question, and I received the answer. And that is the result of my book. And I go through, you know, I first introduce myself and tell people a little bit about my background and and what led me to the narrow path. And then I provide some steps that I believe are foundational for anyone who wants to walk in relationship with God and, and become a follower of Jesus Christ. And so I take people through each of those steps and what it means um, and what it meant for my journey and why I believe it's the foundation for anyone who is a believer. Okay, okay. Well, when you and I spoke, I told you I wanted to hear a lot of your story for the first time. You know, I like my responses to be authentic. And considering that you do mention that, you know, your experience led to the writing of the book. Why don't we take a little bit to hear, why don't you give us some of this history, this experience, and allow us to get a little snapshot of, you know, what led you to the book 
and you told me, you know, ooh, sure. Pastor Steph, you know, I've got some kind of story. So I am, I've been <laughs> chomping at the bits, waiting to hear ever since you said that. So, you know, we've got a little <laughs> bit of time. So let's start off with that. I think that way it, it'll make a little more sense, as you said, because it's a segue into the writing of the book. So what you got for us this morning? Yes, absolutely. So when I first moved to Georgia, <clears throat> I visited one time, and I just felt like this is where I needed to be. And I had no idea why, but I was at a job at, at the time that I believed I was going to retire from. And I loved this job, and you couldn't have told me any different because it was just such a, a great experience, and I just grew so much there. And so right at the beginning of uh, the pandemic, or actually leading up to that, God had given me an idea that, or not an idea, but just a little heads up that that situation was coming to an end. And what happened is a conversation about unconscious bias um, and, um, you know, just thinking that I went into it, I was very naive. I thought that we would have this conversation and um, we would, you know, work things out and come out of it as better people. And uh, the result of that conversation is, well, when is your last day? <laughs> you know, so I was forced to resign from my job that I thought I was going to retire from. And um, so the rug was literally pulled from under me and I was not expecting that, but it just sent me on this amazing journey that led me to total dependence on God. And so my last day in the office was actually March 6th of 2020. And the timing could not have been any better mm, because that yeah. was, you know, a week later, you know, a week That's later, right. the world was just, yes, you know, and I was yep. in um, HR, you know, I dealt with HR and payroll and anyone in the world of HR, uh, their lives were just completely turned upside down. And I was in the restaurant business, so they went through a lot. And so I was at home safe and sound and and nice and comfortable. And, um, you know, I was okay financially. And then when I got to a point where I needed to start making more money, um, I transitioned into consulting work. And that is another chapter that um, started out really great, but then ended up being a little bit tumultuous and pushed me even closer to the narrow path. So mm -hmm. um, with that, yeah. So with that, uh, the consulting work, like I said, it started out really great. And Ultimately, I made some poor choices in getting romantically involved with the man that I was working for, and he was married. And so um, the good thing is that nothing is ever wasted, but my poor choices in that situation, God used that um, to really just show me who he is and the fact that even with my poor choices, he is with me, you know? And that is what led to writing my book. It started with a blog, and then the next thing I knew, I was writing a book. And the book happened in less than three months. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. 
So you were in you were in Georgia. You had moved there already, mm-hmm. and you were there. Yes. And when you, <laughs> how long did it take for you to run out of money or for your money to get that low that you now <laughs> transitioned into the <laughs> the consulting? <laughs> so from March to about August, I was fine. And, you know, I will tell you, it is so unnerving watching money go out and having nothing come in. And what happened is, <laughs> so as I'm watching it go out and it starts to get low, I'm asking God, like, okay, so what am I to do next? And, you know, our human minds think it, with the world, you look for a job and, uh, and I, just kept feeling, I kept feeling the Holy Spirit say, no, just hold off of it, you know, and I didn't look for a job. And I was at the point where I probably couldn't have made it more than another two months and uh, without any income. And then that's when he reached out to me about consulting. And I knew right away this is what I was to do because had I looked for another job and found another job, I would not have been available to do the consulting work because it required so much travel. And Mm. with the consulting work, yeah, even with that, you know, this is just how good God is because he knew the poor choices I would make. So with the consulting work, I made a lot of money in a short amount of time. And, you know, everything was great until it wasn't. And when I got involved with this man, uh, like I said, I was naive about a lot of things, and I believed a lot of things. And I could I could blame him, but, you know, I'm not going to play the victim. We, you know, because I'm a grown woman, I made these choices. But when it all came to an end and I'm having my little breakdown, God reminded me, like, look, you've just made a lot of money here. So take this time and get closer to me and allow me to heal you. And so basically I've been able, and that was, what, um, two years ago since I last worked. So, well, since I last worked in the regular world, I'll say, because I work for my father. I work for the kingdom now, you know. um, But it's it's so unnerving. And uh, But God has shown me time and time again, that he meets my needs and he gave me a situation where I could heal from that privately. You know, I could wake up and spend as much time as I needed to with him every morning. And it was just, yeah, through all that pain, there was just so much blessing in it. And, and God just showing me like, yes, you made poor choices, but this is how much I love you. You know, I'm going to give you this time but you have some responsibilities. You have some work to do. And like I said, it started out with me writing my blog and then eventually a transition to, to the book. But financially, um, this is not for the faint-hearted. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I yeah, like that. Um, I like that. It, yeah, it, it's true. It's true, and I think that's why a lot of people 
struggle with trusting God because you will be put in some very uncomfortable situations where you you have a choice to either move with this world or you can submit to that nudge that you're feeling from the Holy Spirit telling you to go a different way. But we we want to know the plan. We want to know that our needs are going to be met. And, you know, our God says, like, my thoughts are not your thoughts, you know, and his ways are not our ways. And so we have this limited human thinking, and we want to figure things out according to what was dictated to us by this world. And, you know, we make these choices and we just go on these cycles of, it's absolute insanity with all the ups and downs. And I finally surrendered. And that's what it came down to is just full surrender and trusting God when you don't see a way, but you know that he will not let you fail. Because when you're all in, it's his reputation on the line, not yours. Ah, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I like that. I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So before you go any further, I want to stick a pin right here because you have definitely walked into two very important areas and one is transition and switching gear Mm -hmm. and I like to call it God reinventing us that that's how I like to Uh term it because like now I just want you to know you talking about HR payroll that that's my background before I stopped working oh wow yes for 20 years that was my focused area, um, uh, payroll administrator and human resource um, manager. So um, I'm with your girl. Mm -hmm. I'm with your girl. And, (laughs) you know, having done so many different things when I got ill, you know, I never knew where I was going because my illness took me completely out of work. I wasn't able to work a conventional job anymore, not getting up and going to nobody's job every day. That was not happening. So I always like to talk about when God reinvents you, you know, he gives you, you know, you switch gear or for whatever the reason is when life brings you to a crossroad and you now have to do something different, completely different than you've ever done and you know, I like to talk about the fact that God uses some of the things that we had already done. And that's yes. what he takes and expands and magnifies and now helps you walk into that different, um, on that different path. And it can be, like you said, unnerving. It can be, for some people, scary. Um, for others, you know, they just stand still and they don't move. And I want you to Uh talk, you know, briefly this morning about encouraging people when they find themselves maybe aged out of certain things, you know. Some people retire, and now, you know, they need to do something else to spend the rest of their days, you know, here on earth. So, you know, help Uh us with the the um the courage that you need to move forward into a new zone in life. Mhm. 
So what I'll say to that, you said to encourage people who, like, have aged out. And (laughs) first of all, I would say that if you woke up this morning, you haven't aged out of anything. Because God still has you here for a reason. Amen. And he's got work Amen. Right? Amen. So, <laughs> so if we each reflect on it, like God did not create any of us without placing certain gifts in us. Because when he created this world for his glory, he gave each of us an assignment. And we've gone on the ride that this world has taken us on and has taken us so far from it. And so the example I can use from my life and I can go all the way back to seventh grade. I had a teacher who made us keep a journal, and we had to write, and he would tell us how many pages he needed to write. I and this. I did not enjoy it at the time. And he would tell us, even if you don't know what to write, just write. I don't know what to write until something comes to mind. And we had to turn it in, and he would read it and give us feedback. And so I started writing in seventh grade. And it was mandatory, but God showed me that I had a gift for writing. Now, in my 20s, I thought, you know, I thought to myself that I would write a book, but I never saw myself as creative. And so I knew it wouldn't be fiction. And in my 20s, I'm like, well, what story am I going to tell? So I forgot about it. I would journal periodically, but deep down inside, I knew that I would write a book. I knew that I was an encourager. And, um, but I didn't know what to do with those gifts. And so then in the meantime, I got married, I had a child, I got divorced, got married again, life starts happening, bills start coming, and you get so far away from the gifts that God has placed in you. But then when I moved into the HR and and payroll world, I was very much involved with running businesses and every aspect of starting a business to closing a business. And so God was equipping me. He's like, okay, I put this skill in you for, you know, writing and being able to express yourself with words. And then I spent almost nine years in a career, you know, dealing with payroll and HR and all kinds of stuff. And I learned how to run a business. And so when the so-called rug was pulled from under me, I had to look at the fact that God had equipped me. So for anyone who is at a crossroads, you haven't aged out. If you woke up and if you are listening, I don't care how old you are, how young you are, God has placed a gift in you, and he expects you to use it. You came here with an assignment, and um, and and you can't fail. That's the beauty of it. When you walk in the gift that God has given you, you cannot fail. Even if it appears that you're failing, you are succeeding if you're in alignment with God's will for your life. Mm, amen. And and that's why, you know, like I said, I, I term it reinventing yourself is so important because you're not doing anything. You're not reinventing. I always say let God reinvent you because not mm-hmm. that he's doing anything brand new but that he's just kind of dusting off some of that stuff that you may have done at one point but never really sank your teeth into, never paid much attention to it. And when you started with the, you know, I was in seventh grade and we used to have to journal, I love it because it's not until we go back in the recesses of our mind 
and think about some of the stuff we did. You know, I have a friend who we opened up a restaurant, like a little, um, mm-hmm. uh, like a little, a little event space. And I said to him, mm-hmm. I said, for every for every piece of chicken we fried, every time somebody asked us to help them set a table, every time we held the door open for someone, everything that we've done is now, it's, it was in preparation for this. So that yes. seventh grade journaling was in preparation for where you went at this time of your life. And, you know, that's that's why I said please encourage. And I said aged out because some people feel like after a certain age, oh, I don't know this, I don't know that, I'm not tech savvy, I'm not this. Listen, if these babies can teach us how to use these phones and tablets and iPads <laughs> and computers and all of that, there is nothing wrong with you that you can't learn this stuff as well. So, you know, I, I'm I'm really happy you went back to that seventh grade story because, you know, just talking to people, that's something that I say to them all the time. What have you done? Look at what you're doing right. now. You know, the, the stuff that we, a lot of times, here's another thing I like what you said, life takes takes on its its own you know, direction, takes its own direction. And what tends to happen a lot of times is people take jobs because they need the money. How many people yes. take a job, oh, because it pays well. They have no interest in this thing, but they just take them take the, because they need a job, they need the money. And yet, like you said, it's mm-hmm. really not tapping into a gift that God has really given them and things that they would enjoy doing so i'm i'm really i'm really loving um how you responded to that because again you know especially people of god they just seem to get to a point where they just stand still and they don't move and i'm like okay i've always been the type of person i just need something else to do i okay i've mastered that already Mm -hmm. it's time to move on i i can't stay here and this is all i do i don't have a problem you know, going on YouTube and learning how to make something from scratch or, you know, something like that. You just have to do those things. You know, it keeps your brain fresh. Exactly. It keeps you motivated. So the other thing mm-hmm. I wanted to stick a pin in when you were talking, you mentioned that there was redirection and you mentioned, see, this is why I need to write my notes, Chastity, because it was as soon as okay. I said those words it just left my mind oh my goodness okay I'm gonna have to come back because I can't remember and I apologize I apologize but let's and and I'll I'll remember I'll remember but let's talk about the the uh some of the points in your book I I actually did take some time to listen thank you so much for the ability to listen (laughs) Absolutely, and my pleasure. I I wanna you kind of gave, um, kind of gave a little foundation. So just touch on briefly when you say God created the world for His glory. Yes, 
yes. And that's, um, so I go through a series of seven steps, and then I start with, like, committing your life to Jesus and receiving the Holy Spirit. That's first and foremost. That's foundational. But then understanding why God created the world was important because if you don't understand why he created the world and what we're here for, Mm -hmm. then we go through life without understanding and and just having any meaning. And so Mm -hmm. when God created the world, he created, okay, so heaven is the spiritual realm where God lives, right? And earth is the physical manifestation of that. So when God created the world, he wanted to bring heaven from the spiritual realm to the physical realm. And then he created man, but he gave us free will. So sometimes people, I've heard people say that, you know, God created man and man was perfect. It's not that man was perfect. God created things and they were perfect, but he wants us to choose him. So he wants us, he wants us to choose to glorify him. And so we were in alignment. Literally, we had on earth as it is in heaven when God created the world. And then, of course, the fall of man took place and sin entered the world, which brought us out of alignment. Now, God's original purpose never changed, but because of sin in the world, you know, it, it runs rampant. You know, you can look at the world now and even back then, um, the devil is in everything. And we have to understand the foundation, why God created the world, why he gave us free will and wants us to choose him and understand our assignment. But there's been so much, it's been so muddied up, you know, and we've been conditioned to believe certain things. And that's why uh, when you mentioned people who were aged out, and it's like aged out according to what? According that's to right. the definition. That's of, right. You know, this. yes. Mm-hmm. So the world has imposed all these things on us, and we've mm-hmm. been conditioned mm-hmm. to believe it. And the reality is, it's simple. God created the world for his glory. He gave us dominion, right? But we're not walking in that because it's so, you know, sin is just so rampant in the world. But God created the world for his glory. Simple as that. All right. All right. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's talk. I love this part. Make a U-turn. I love that. I love it. Yes. Let's talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> so make a U-turn has to do with repentance. And uh, for many of us, I think we grew up thinking that to repent was just to, to feel sorry for your sins. And when you accept Jesus, you you repent, you feel sorry, and, and you move forward. But what I learned is to repent is to change your mind, to change your thinking, to turn around. And so once I understood that, and then the fact that repentance is not something that happens only one time when you receive Jesus, it is a continual thing. You repent, you change your direction anytime you're off course. You change your mind anytime you recognize that you're going down a wrong path. And so making a U-turn It simply means to turn around, change your thinking, but then also in that, and this goes into why we should not judge others and where they are in their journey, because when you make a U-turn, like, just think about it. Just say you're driving in the wrong direction for a couple of miles, and you realize it. When you make a U-turn, 
you got to turn around and go back past everything you just went through mm-hmm. in order to get to the right path. Wow. So that means we don't, you know, you, you do become a new creation, but in order for God to rebuild the foundation so that it is pure and so that it is solid, we have to go back past the things that we, you know, went past on the way they're going in, in the wrong direction. And so what that means is if it was a poor relationship choice um, or just anything that brought us out of alignment with God's will, for my situation, I'm using the relationship, I had to go through the garbage, everything that the world had imposed on me. So as I made this U-turn, I'm looking back at all the poor choices I made, and I'm understanding where it came from. And God helped me to deal with my issues of attachment, you know, looking to external things instead of looking to God. And so making a U-turn and repenting is so much deeper than just feeling bad and asking God for forgiveness for our sins. It is about changing your mind and going all in, but then you don't get to put a Band-Aid on your garbage. You don't get to close your eyes and try to ignore it like it never happened. You have Mm. to heal from it. You have to go on that journey. You have to look in the mirror, and that's how you get to a point where you're not going on that ride anymore because if you keep Mm -hmm. trying to cover things up, you're not truly healing from it. And this is why we see people going on that ride and going through all those ups and downs because you feel good one moment and then the next thing you know, you are feeling horrible because you have not acknowledged the things that we need to deal with in order to truly walk in full relationship with God. Wow, I love it. I love it. You know, (laughs) that constant cycle, is mm-hmm. is and, and experiencing that constant, constant thing over and over again. I don't think you know. I don't think people understand what that means. What you have to do, and I love the fact that you said that it is not just this one time you feel bad and now okay now it's time to move, because. Mm-hmm. If you don't deal with it properly, if you don't allow God to deal with you properly, if Mm -hmm. all that's not, like you said, if that healing isn't done, this is why we find ourselves constantly going through the same things over and over and over again, and we can't figure out. You know, why I can't get out of this, why I keep going through this, why <laughs> things are not changing. Because, you know, we're we're not taught properly. We're not taught how to move forward. We're not taught um, we're not taught how to embrace healing. And right. people run from healing because it hurts. It's supposed to hurt. As a person who has had mm-hmm. quite a few medical issues, and you, you kind of came in on our, our little health tip this morning about stomach symptoms. And, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when I arrive at the emergency room and I'm calling the surgeon, I'm like, I'm on my way because this pain is just too much, and I know... It might be time for surgery again. 
the pain is just mm-hmm. unbearable, chastity. And he mm-hmm. comes, they take the CAT scan, they take the x-rays, and he says, okay, Stephanie, here's what we've got. We've got to take you into the OR. This is what we're going to do, blah, 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 blah. When I come from out of surgery, chastity, they give me a pain pump. They give me mm-hmm. a pain pump because I have to, con- yeah. there's going to be constant pain. Even after mm-hmm. the surgery, after either your yes. appendix has been taken out or, uh, or, or, or um, they've fixed whatever's in, you know, going on inside. And then mm-hmm. the next day, they're like, okay, Miss Griffin, good morning. <laughs> now that you've had your breakfast, it's time to get up. Let's get to walking because the healing yes. must begin. And you've got to do stuff that helps the healing process. You, I just can't lay in the bed and just say, okay, body, let's get to going. Let's get, no, you have to get up and you have to do something. And it has to be Absolutely. immediate. They cannot, and they tell mm-hmm. you. I'm like, oh, it hurts. They're like, we know it hurts, Miss Griffin, but come on. We, you can do it. Just mm-hmm. take it slow. You don't have to do an hour today. It's a process. And... If you know what just came to me really quickly yes. is this is why people are going in circles instead of making U-turns. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's yeah. why I said a little while mm-hmm. ago, this is why we're going around and around and around and around. Just like you said, it's this circular motion because we don't, we're not taught how to move forward. We're taught, well, you know what, mm-hmm. just I've I've said I'm sorry or I feel bad for what's going on or the pain was there. I'm just going to move on to a new person. I'm just going to move on mm-hmm. to a new thing. I'm just and that mm-hmm. is something that we really and that's why I said I love the U-turn because it's like yo you gonna have to turn this around and get this done the right way and like you said pass all that um um that travel spot that you've come past the first time, you have to go back. You're going to have to go past that again. It's not like you're never going yes. to have to address this thing again. And that's what people want. Mm-hmm. That's what they, because it hurts. And that's why I gave the physical side of even your health. Because we don't get the mm-hmm. luxury. That's what I said. When I wake up, they're explaining to me as I'm coming out of recovery, okay, Ms. Griffin, we've given you the pain pump. It works every six minutes. You press it, you know, don't feel, you know, don't worry about pressing it, you know, when it when, when the pain hits you because it's going to hurt. <laughs> so yep. don't be afraid of the pain <laughs> because the way we're going to heal is to face and deal with that pain. So I, I, I particularly loved that you turn and I immediately thought about that cycle of just a circle, 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 and we can't get out of that. Now, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want. I'm not going in in order because I don't want to give away all of your book because I want them to, to <laughs> actually, you know, go and listen and and for you to get you know the hits and the purchases and all of that kind of good stuff. But there's certain things I want to stick a pin mm-hmm. in. Now, here's one of the mm-hmm. things that. I would love for you to talk about. And you said, I have gone through life on the broad road, even though I was, and I want you to finish that quote. I have gone through life on the broad road, 
Mm-hmm. Even though, oh, you caught me off guard with that. But what I'll tell yeah. you what comes to mind is, um, I mean, I thought I was all in with God. You know, I mm-hmm. thought that I truly was all in. But the reality is that if you're comfortable navigating in this world, then you are likely out of alignment with God's will for your life. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. for me, on that broad path, I was moving with the world and going through the motions and going on the ride. And, you know, I go to church and doing all these things that the world taught me that I should do. And in reality, um, the, the path is narrow and only few will find it. So I had to realize, like, wait a minute, if only few will find it, and I'm sitting in church every week with all these people and all these people who say they love God, but their life and my life didn't look like it, like something is wrong here. So the broad path, yeah, if you're comfortable, (laughs) you're likely not on the narrow path because the moment you begin to get comfortable is when God will introduce you to a new chapter. And mm-hmm. you begin to find comfort in being uncomfortable, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, people think that in order to be in relationship with God, you need to become this religious, holier than thou, and, you know, like there's no more fun in life. But even what you call fun has been dictated to you by what the mm-hmm. world told you, told you it is, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, like, I have so much fun on this journey, and there's a lot of hard stuff. Yeah, there is. There's been a lot of tears, you know, but the the broad path will keep you going in circles, whereas the narrow path, there's not much margin for error there if you continually choose to walk in relationship with God. And so the narrow path, um, there's nothing like it, and it's so much fun there's so much joy and this is how you find true peace and everlasting joy and so um when you started out with that question and wanted me to finish the sentence I'm like what exactly <laughs> did I say <laughs> but well, you know what isn't this it, is what I'm saying right now <laughs> and that's what I was going to say you said the same thing in in that audio that you said now and I was going to say isn't that the best part of the truth because it doesn't shift Mm -hmm. you can ask you know it's almost like being a witness to a you know to any occurrence you if as long as you tell the story the way it happened you never have to worry about it changing or having to change it and you know that's why i was like okay i can get her to fill in the blank because it's not going to shift if that's if that's the truth. So I'm glad you uh, yes. caught that one because I got another one for you. Uh-oh. To fill in the blank <laughs> or finish this. Finish this. I should say finish this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't all in as I thought I was. And I want you to elaborate on that a little bit because you did touch on it. But I want you to to, to mm-hmm. elaborate on it. And the reason why <laughs> is because it's so vital for us to understand this all-in business, you know, with one foot in and one foot out. That's the way a lot of people live, you know, as long as mm-hmm. I can. How many people tell you, um, oh, I love the Lord, oh, I give, I've given my life to the Lord. And like you said, when it's not, when, when it has a different look, 
other than what yes. God has said it should look like. Uh, you know. Ooh, okay. Mm. Go ahead, girl. Go so ahead, you want to go. Okay, so you're going to a place where um, this might make some people uncomfortable because my thing is I thought I was all in because I was doing things that the world told me I should be doing. I need to go to church. I need to tithe. I need to do some volunteer work and, and, you know, help out at the church and volunteer and do things. And, And I was going through life according to what life dictated to me. And so I call the world the matrix because we've been so conditioned and programmed to believe this is what it looks like. And I'm going to tell you, sitting up in church every Sunday, I started to feel like it was nothing more than a pep rally. And this is what kept me going in circles because you go in, you get encouraged and you feel good and you're ready to take on the world. And then you're going downhill. But you know what? We got Wednesday night service, so we're going to bring you up again. Here's another pep rally to keep you going midweek. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're going downhill again. But Sunday is coming back again. So let's get some praise and worship and a good message. And so I found that church for me was contributing to that circle, that cycle, that hamster wheel of insanity. And so what I have to realize is, wait a minute, okay, I have a Bible. I have God's word to study for myself. And what I found is you have a lot of pastors teaching, you know, they'll say, well, it's in your Bible, go read it. But they know people are not going to do that. And so I had to take responsibility for my own relationship with God. So while I thought I was all in, I was, you know, just on the fence. But the devil owns the fence, you know. And so this is why people who say that they love God, but you're watching their life and you don't see the fruit of, you know, like everything that God says we should have, when you don't see that fruit and and not even looking at other people and judging them, we need to look at our own life. If I'm not seeing that fruit in my life, something is wrong, you know. Uh So then Uh I had to go back to what did Jesus say? Okay, when he started his ministry, he said to repent. And he said to seek his kingdom. How come nobody in church is telling me what it means to seek God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things that I'm going, you know, that I'm chasing after would come to me if I'm seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness. And so once I understood what that meant, I knew what it meant to be all in and being all in meant that I could not move with this world. It took me away from organized religion. It took me away from everything that this world conditioned me to believe was the way to be in relationship with God. Mm. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, well, being all in means something. And, and here's what I like what you said. Being all in, you have to look at it for yourself. Because what mm-hmm. your all in is, is not my all in. My all exactly. in could be much different than the next person's all in. And, again, mm-hmm. that relationship with God will definitely guide you into what all in is supposed to be. Because what exactly. I need to do is not exactly, you know, we. it's almost like a, a, a medication. 
So you have one mm-hmm. medication, you have Losartan. Everybody doesn't get the same dosage of Losartan. Everyone does not have exactly. to take it the same way every day. You know, so mm-hmm. it's, 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 when you have the relationship with God, then he's going to definitely direct you as to here's what it says and here's what you need to do. And, yes. you know, sometimes we're, we're it's a cookie cutter for some people. Like you said, it's very organized and it's just remote. And I think that's what we need to focus on. It is not a remote way of living. And a lot of people mm-hmm. go the remote way of living. They've got to be, mm-hmm. you know, I call them uh, seat fillers. You've got to be in that seat. You've yeah. got to do it this way. You've got to do it this way. And that's it. And there's nothing else that accompanies mm-hmm. that. So when when the, when when that when it's happening for you, in your life like that, then there's definitely um, you know some modification that needs to take place because if not, and you're looking to do it the way Sister So and So or Pastor So and So was doing it, then uh, it may not quite work that way for you. All right, right. Here's one of the things I that I each really good good. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say, I say that each of us gets a customized experience in our walk with God. It is Mm -hmm. not, my walk is not going to look like yours, and it's not supposed to look like yours. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's the beauty of it. And that that just goes to, you, you know, to show that each of us, like God created each of us, so intricately and gave us a purpose. So my walk does not have to look like anyone else's. And so it's such a beautiful thing when you realize how important you are to God and how you get that customized experience because the Holy Spirit lives in each of us. The kingdom is in each of us. And so that's the beauty of relationship with God. Absolutely. We have that one word, Mm -hmm. and the one word only says one thing, but it doesn't look the same in everybody, and that's what we need to definitely focus on. I was -hmm. was moving down the road, and Mm -hmm. one of the things that I wanted you, because we've got about another 15 minutes to to talk, and out of this 15 minutes, I really want to get a couple of things in – Knowing the enemy, knowing your enemy. Mm. Mm. Now, I said it like that because, again, there is the enemy. However, each of us has multiple, we have multiple enemies that we're facing. You know, we have that overall, but we're facing a whole lot of things. In our life, so I want you to kind of expound on what you have in your book regarding this particular um, area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so know your enemy. That's so important, and I address the so-called woke culture. And like I said, when I call this world the matrix, what I find is a lot of people step out of the matrix because they know something's wrong, but they step right into another one. And so what we need to understand about knowing our enemy is the devil has been there 
says the beginning as well. So these demons uh, have had an opportunity to not only study us and know where to attack us, but our ancestors all the way back. And this is why we each have certain things that we deal with that are harder than others. So for one person, their issue may be alcohol and, and drugs or, or whatever. For me, my top three struggles were relationships, weight, and finances. And so God had to show me, you know, how the enemy was attacking me in each of those areas. But we have to look at it in such a way that we know that evil, you can't always recognize it because we've been conditioned to look for something negative. And the thing is, there's a lot of things that we're doing that seem to be good things but it's completely out of alignment with God's will. And God is not going to interfere with our free will. So he's sitting back just waiting on us to, to seek that narrow path. And so what, it, what I had to learn how to do is look at the spiritual root of every single thing that I deal with. And so, like I said, relationships was one thing for me. I had to look at the spiritual root of how the enemy had me trapped in this cycle of looking to a man or looking to even a job to meet my needs. And I could not see the enemy until, you know, in that until my eyes were open and I started speaking with my entire heart. And it's like, oh, so the devil is in a lot of these things that look good because you go get a job, you feel good and you feel excited because you're making a paycheck, but that may not be what God has for you. And so the devil is distracting you by keeping your attention focused over here. And before we know it, like the devil will deceive you all the way to your deathbed, you know, and then it's too late for you to do anything about it. And so I look at everything and I say there's no gray area. And it's funny because sometimes I'll say the gray area is disappearing. And then in the same breath, I'll say there is no gray area. And that's because the reality is that there is only good and evil. And I used to be nice with that. I would say, well, you know, everything is either of God or it's not. But then I was like, no, let me be real about this. Everything is either of God or it's of the enemy. And just because it looks good does not mean that it is from God. And so we have to learn how to look at the spiritual root. We have to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. So you got to know your enemy. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, you know, it it it's an individual thing. <laughs> Excuse me, like you yes. said, you know, your three things that you itemized as your enemy is not necessarily my three, you know, but it could exactly. be one of the, you know, one of the, somebody could have several more, you know. So, it, again, in your relationship with God, I like what you said because, again, that parallels itself to the Word of God. You know, uh, we, we, sometimes mm-hmm. we, we don't want to say it as harshly. Oh, you know, it's for God, right. or, you know, it's not. No, God says, listen, I'd rather you be hot or cold, because if you straddle mm-hmm. the fence, you're lukewarm, and I'm going to spit you out. And that's the way that comes across. But when the Lord says, you're either for me or you're against me. It's no in-between mm-hmm. thing here. So when we don't say right. it properly, and we're worrying about how people take it, 
and we don't want to step on anybody's toes and we're too harsh, then we're not saying what the Lord is saying. We're now pacifying people. And if we're pacifying people, we're not helping people. So, you know, it, it, Mm -hmm. it, it comes with knowing how to deliver what you need to deliver. And I have to tell you, um, Chastity, I'm not the, the mildest individual when it comes to the word of God because yeah. the Lord has given me the understanding that that's what a whole lot of other pastors are doing. They're afraid to yeah. say certain things because they don't want to lose you know, they're people. They're afraid of saying mm-hmm. certain things because they don't want people to be mad at them. If you're saying what yeah. the Word of God is saying, then guess what? It is what it is. God yeah, didn't worry about whether... Mad. That's right. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus said what he said. Listen, there's no time. It's either life or death right now. And sometimes mm-hmm. being in the grave dead is better than being the walking dead because life can be that bad, that hard for mm-hmm. you if you reject Christ. So we don't, we can't be too worried about, you know, listen, I got to be soft. So I like when you said, you know what, at one point that's where I was, but... You know, I've I've moved to the point of saying, listen, it's either for God or against, or, or, or or with the enemy. It is just one or the other. It's exactly. just, you can't do both. You, you just can't mm-hmm. do both. There's one <laughs> you you, because you can. Yes. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You have to understand that what the world has conditioned you to believe. It is about breaking free and questioning every single thing that this world has mm-hmm. told you to believe. And knowing that even if it looks good and feels good, it might not be in alignment with God's will. So you better question right. everything and know your enemy. That's real. right. And that's where mm-hmm. that's where I was going next. I um, I saw um, when I saw that on your table of contents, I was definitely you know interested in getting there. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because that question, everything, is one of the reasons why we are in the toilet now. Because, again, you mm-hmm. go back to that remote living, that remote learning. You know, I I don't just say faith. I say faithful obedience. Because, for, you know, because yeah. when I've watched people, you know, faith means just doing it. Oh, you know, it says, you know, faith is the evidence of things hoped for. I mean, the, the, the faith is, is, is what you hope for, but you can't see. And it's, it, that, it, they mm-hmm. just, just, that just spits out of people's mouths. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean remote. It does not right. mean remote. So I always say faithful obedience because we're trusting God. God, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. God, I don't know how this is going to turn up, but I know you got a plan. So we have exactly. to we we have to do this question everything. And we've got a couple of minutes, so I want to uh, give you one minute to just talk about the question, everything, and then I want to give you another minute to kind of wrap it up, to just wet their whistle and send them <laughs> your way. So the, 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 yeah. let's do the question everything part. I, 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 want to, I want to hear what you got to say about that one a little more. All right. 
Yeah. So when I say question everything, I've experienced people, you know, agreeing with that, but then turning around and moving with the world again. And when I say question Mm -hmm. everything, I mean everything. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, faithful obedience, and, you know, that means being all in. And so when I say question everything, I'm going to tell people, when you feel that little nudge from the Holy Spirit, just say you're sitting in church one Sunday, and the pastor is going on and preaching about something and everybody's, you know, saying their yes and amen. But you feel this little nudge from the Holy Spirit telling you something is not right. You know, you have mm-hmm. to move on. You have to question, wait, what was that little nudge I felt from the Holy Spirit? you got to lean in and you have to seek God's kingdom. So when you get up and go to work every morning, Okay, is this the job I'm supposed to be doing? You know, is this what God has for me? And you have to talk with God and you have to ask him and you have to be willing to listen. You have to understand the difference between your conscience and the Holy Spirit speaking to you. So question everything from the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you go to bed at night. I don't care if you breakfast, you know, is this what I need to be eating for breakfast? You know, question every little thing and make sure you're hearing from the Holy Spirit on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And finally, how are you wrapping this thing up here? I just want to encourage people to focus on their own personal relationship with Jesus Christ and understand that there is no one who is closer to God than you are or can be. And so we learn from people, but your relationship with God is your relationship. God will speak to you. God will use you. And don't think that you have to have this creative gift or talent or something, because if God put you here to be an accountant, be an accountant. So I just want to encourage others to break free from everything they've been conditioned to believe and to seek God's kingdom with their entire heart. And he will reveal some things to you that he's not going to reveal if you are lukewarm. So I just want to encourage people to seek the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Oh, Ms. Chastity Dawn. I want to thank you so much for your coming on and and your uh, guidance and giving God thanks for what he's taught you and you have taken the time to share this with, you know, everyone who reads and hears what God has given you and and taking it back to him, taking what you Mm -hmm. read and hear back to God and asking God to give you direction. You tell us yeah. how we can get to um, from the wilderness to the narrow path. Sure. Um, my book, From the Wilderness to the Narrow Path, A Journey of Surrender and Course Correction, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google Play Books, Apple Books, and then the audio book is available on Audible. And then my website is chastitydawn.com, and that's where you can find my blog. You can find links to the books. 
because um, uh, I created a companion journal as well for those who like journaling. And then I provide a lot of resources on my page. They can find out more information because I do free coaching, actually, to help people on their journey to the narrow path and just breaking free from the conditioning. Because when we say question everything, a lot of people still get pulled back into the world. So I offer free coaching, and the only prerequisite is that they must have read my book so we can have a mutual starting point. But, yeah, I I hope to be able to encourage a lot of people, and I thank you for your time and for having me on your show, and this has been great, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking, your you know, the time to be on with us this morning and responding oh. Um, the way you did, and we give God thanks for your life, and we pray that, you know, God will continue to bless you as you direct, you know, people into the Lord and onto the narrow path. Thank you so yes. much. <laughs> and I look forward to speaking Thank to you, you again, God's yes. All right. Yes, indeed. All right, Miss Chastity All right. Dawn, have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, nice, nice, nice blessing, nice conversation, nice overall um, preview of the book From the Wilderness to the Narrow Path. And we talk about that here on It's Due Time quite, you know, often, you know, broad the road that many will travel, but narrow the road that only few will find, you know, when... People, when you have tons and tons and tons and tons of people just doing the same thing and remotely, and half the time, you know, I, and you hear me always say this, when you ask people why they're doing things, half the time they can't even tell you why. They can't tell you. If you ask them what happened in, in the sermon, what was the sermon about, they can't even tell you. And it's amazing because, you know, praise the Lord and hallelujah, and, but can you even go back and ask your pastor questions? Can you even access your pastor? You know, sometimes the chain to get to, you know, to leadership is just so long and it can't be broken and you don't get your questions answered. You don't get any really um, good, let's say, personal direction because you hear everything. But you want to know how it applies to you. And if you can't get that, something is wrong. So there are so many points that were made. And, um, you know, God bless Miss Chastity Dawn, and we pray that, you know, he continues to bless her journey as she directs, you know, God's people onto the narrow path. So it's Thursday, and you know what time it is. It is time for Pray For Them. Let's say good morning to Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Um, well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. What you got for us today? Wait, wait, wait. Ooh, before you okay, do that, today. before you do that. Wait, 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 wait. Before yes. you do that, you know how I always like to do. Give me some highlights of what you heard from from our guest, Chastity Dawn, and some of the things that really stuck out with you and was blessing you this morning. The U-turn. Um, 
Hmm. When she highlighted the, um, I actually really liked her, her explaining her story as far as how God took her out of the work field and now has her working directly for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really like that because I can, I have a different level of appreciation for it now versus had I heard that story a few years ago. Because mm-hmm. um, where I am, my walk. Um, and if I have to give one more, I love her transparency in when she explained um, her situation with being romantically involved with the gentleman she was working with. Mm-hmm. Because again, there's not enough of us speaking openly about, even if we still feel like. God is still working that thing out of us or those things out of us. There's not enough of us speaking to let other people know that this can happen for you too. No one will ever arrive. And even Mm -hmm. with, you know, she said a few times, you know, I made some costly mistakes. I made some careless mistakes, but yet God has her elevated to a level where she still needs to show that humility because, yes, God helps her to acknowledge that she made some mistakes, but she can still advise others on what they should or shouldn't do. So that takes mm-hmm. out of the mouth of people uh, where, like, well, you can't tell me nothing because you've done it. It's like, you know, be quiet. Because I can still mm-hmm. say with humility, you know, which, this is wrong, what you're doing, and that's wrong. And I, I really loved, you know, the way she was able to explain that without, um, making it seem like she has not gotten better or making it seem like she's never been through anything. I, I love mm-hmm. the way she was able to break everything down. Okay, okay. So hopefully you've given some others something to think about. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Now what you got? Yes. Today we got praise for them. And today we are praying for Marlon Wayne. Everybody knows the Wayne's brothers, the Wayne's family um, started out with their oldest brother, King and I'm Wayne's, I'm going to get you sucker, in living color. Um, their brother, Damon, has um, had my wife and kids, and Sean and Marlon did the Wayne's brothers. Everybody knows the Wayne's brothers. Um, I didn't realize, I had no idea that back in 2019, he has two sons, and I believe it's his oldest son, Kai, revealed and came out with his transition of being transgender back in 2019. And now Marlon Wayans is speaking on having a comedy special where he doesn't speak on his son's transition, but he speaks on the transition that he has to go through as a parent when hearing this. And he said he's going from ignorance and denial to complete and unconditional love and acceptance. And that's what the content of his comedy special is mainly going to be about. And the comedy special is titled Rainbow Child. And if anyone is familiar with the Wayne's Brothers work, I'm a huge Marlon Wayne fan. You don't know what they're going to come up with, whether it's the title, the content. They are just out there with their movies and their shows and their comedy specials, so this title did not surprise me. But his son's name was Kai, and it is now 
Amai, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And now that, you know, Marlon Wayans has gotten past the whole, as he said, the whole ignorance stage and denial stage, I guess, when his son revealed this to him, and he is in complete support of his son's choice. Um, his son was 19 at that time. So his son is about 21, 22 now. And he even went as far as to publicly let it be known that he is in full support of his son's decision on an Instagram post that he posted during Pride Month. And the caption was, quote, happy pride to my pride and joy. I wouldn't change one thing about you. Love you to the moon, around the sun, through the galaxies, and back again, end quote. And that post received over 120,000 likes and received likes and thumbs up, one coming from Gabrielle Union, and we all know why, with her and Dwayne Wade, and there's some coming out as a transgender as well. There were a few comments that were in agreement to Marlon's caption. One comment read, quote, a true example of a real father, continue to inspire brother, end quote. Another quote was, Love this on so many levels. Love your child for who they are and not who they want. And not who you want them to be, I'm sorry, end quote. And, of course, they had a few rebuttals. And one comment mentioned Marlon Wayne's son, like there was a concern about his age and questioned the son's ability to really understand his sexuality. And Marlon responded, quote, love her for her, not what I want her to be. And added that comments like that are just plain ignorant. And I, you know, present, I'm presenting this because I believe we definitely need to pray for Marlon Wayans, not as a comedian, not as an actor, not as a famous person, but as a father. And praying that parents like himself, parents like Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, they understand the importance of loving their child, but sticking to what needs to be stuck to now. Marlon, I'm not sure about a lot of the other celebrity parents who have this experience, but Marlon Wayne, that family, they have a Jehovah's Witness background, which if you know about Jehovah's Witness, they are heavily against, you know, this type of lifestyle. Um, he never professed it publicly. That was always something that was mainly their parents. But he grew up, you know, understanding certain things. I believe that there's a, a serious imbalance of it's like well if I tell if I stand by I don't agree with this then my child I, you know they believe I don't love them and we we can't go for that so now I have to be completely on board and I'm posting comments during Pride Month and I'm even attending Pride parades with them and all that and uh, praying for the balance they need to have as a parent the balance that these kids need them to have as a parent praying for their peers in the industry because it may be safe to say that if one famous parent sees another famous parent supporting their child do this and now their child comes out as transgender it's just a lot easier to jump on board as well so praying for that as well the effect that they may possibly have on their peers in the industry definitely praying for his son kai and praying that God grabs a hold of his mind and, you know, that he's able to truly learn his sexuality and his identity in God. Um, praying for their other, his other son and that this doesn't have 
that type of effect on him, but that he's able to just sit on the outside and watch what needs to happen and praying that he sees what really needs to happen and not what, you know, things that are done that just seems comfortable so that there's not a whole lot of smoke that's going on in the family. Praying for that family overall, you know, they did just lose Marlon Wayne and the rest of the siblings. They just lose their mother about, I think, two or three years ago. Um, and we all know, again, for the Jehovah Witness, they are <laughs> staples in what they believe and don't believe in. Um, but praying that whatever God has their parents instilling them that were true to his morals, that they just stick by. And it's praying overall that this works out for them because I'm, I'm kind of seeing it like a chain of events, kind of like a domino effect that, that's going on. So just praying for the family overall and that this is being handled the way God needs it to be handled. All righty. One of the um, things that I hear when you're speaking is train up a child in the way he should go. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with, you know, um, supporting all of everything that they they do because we want to show that we love them. It means Mm -hmm. that we have got to give them what God has them and it may not always agree with what they want to do or the direction that they want to go in but we've got to stand our ground we've got to stand we cannot allow our children to convert us so yes uh, yes uh, let's go before the lord to heavenly father god we thank you we thank you for the ability to see the sun come up today thank you for inviting us into your day, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we are grateful that we had this opportunity today to hear from you. And Lord, as Marlon Wayans and his son and their family is being lifted before you, dear God, we are really praying for the foundation that was laid when they were children to take root that even though we may not agree with every um, everything that Jehovah Witness may teach, we do know that there was a, there's a common foundation that was laid. Amen. And, Lord, Amen. we just ask that that sprouts in Marlin so that as he sees his children making decisions, and adapting to lifestyles that are not in conjunction with your word, that he can help direct them onto the right path. You know, it, it's it's one thing, God, for us to be loving and supportive, but God, are we really loving our children at this point? Is this mm. really the love that you have designed for us to have? Is this truly the love that you have laid out for us to follow? And, Lord, Mm -hmm. we don't want to love our children, our parents, our siblings, the world more than we love you. Because your word says that if we love mother, father, sister, brother, children, anybody 
more than we love you, we are none of yours. And we cannot risk being in a zone where we're not considered to be yours, Lord. So we, we're really lifting this family before you, God. We don't know and we can't speak for what his son is, is feeling, experiencing, God. But what we do know is it's not the direction that you want his child's life to go in. And we do mm. know, God, that you have given him parents for them to give him the direction that you have placed here. So we're grateful, Amen. God. We're grateful for the opportunity to be able to call on you on behalf of this family, dear Heavenly Father. And as Marlon is about to uh, make a an entire presentation about the acceptance of this rainbow kid, we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to suppress that. Suppress it, God, and give him and replace that with your will, your way, and your word, God. Let somebody come past him as you always hear me ask you, God. Let somebody give him a pamphlet. Let somebody um, introduce Marlon to you in a different way. He's never been introduced to you before. Let Kai be introduced Mm. to you, God, in a special way. Maybe someone who's been down this path and who's found the light. We don't know how. We don't care how you infiltrate this entire lifestyle and this entire journey. But we're asking you, God, to step in right now. As he's getting older, as this lifestyle is more acceptable more and more every day, before he gets even deeper, Nothing is too great for you to turn around. We just got finished, God, talking about making a U-turn. And here is a prime example of where a U-turn is needed. We're not bashing. We're not condemning. But, God, we're, we're coming to you humbly, asking you to take hold of this situation We can come to you boldly asking you that because we know that this is not your will for Kai's life. This is not your will for his siblings to watch, for his parents to support. But, Lord, we pray that they get on the narrow path, that the broad path would seem weird, that they would seem weird, not us. Not us. Now we would seem peculiar, but that it would be some liberty for him to let go of this uh, cross-dressing and and transitioning. That's stressful. It is so stressful in and of itself. So we ask God that he find the freedom in your truth. Your word says that we should know the truth because the truth will set us free. So we're asking for his freedom. God, he's a young man. He's a young man. I don't care how he dresses. He's a young man. And, Lord, we're asking you to rescue him right now. We're giving you the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you so much, Shantice, for your uh, submission mm-hmm. today. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. you. Too. Thank you. You know, <laughs> as I was reading the, the uh, listening, I was listening, I listened to the audio um, book of From the Wilderness to the Narrow Path and you know, I I heard um, I heard her say, you know, we don't want to follow, you know, this um, this religion, you know, going to church and tithing and this and that and this and that. And <clears throat> I want to reinforce something that the word of God is the word of God. We can't change it. The word of God tells us do not take away and do not add. It is not us that, you know, is writing the word of God. The word of God has already been written. It has been presented to us. And you need to make sure you stay before the Lord as to how to follow the word of God. Because everybody's not going to see the word of God exactly the same. Everybody's not going to adhere to it exactly the same And again I liken it to um, A medicine Medication Some people are going to take it Exactly the way it's prescribed And other people won't And You have to make sure That you stay before the Lord Because you know what you're reading You know what you're reading You know what it says, but as we read it and we get interpretations, you know, and and, and we hear other people say things and we're modifying what we're reading based on what we've heard or based on, you know, our own understanding, because the Bible tells us lean not to our own understanding. We want to make sure we get this thing right. So when it comes, you know, when it comes to the word of God and what it says, we understand clearly that unfortunately it's been presented in a way where it rubs people wrong. And we want to make sure that we are not following the wrong way. And we want to make sure that there is a level of faithful obedience. You know, if you choose to un- uh, 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 to follow the word of God, then the Bible tells us you need to be able to give an account for why you do what you do or why you don't do what you don't do. Because being a Sabbatarian, there are a lot of things that this world does under the guise of being spiritual. This is what the Bible said. This is what this says. This is how this one lives. This is why that one lives. And it's nowhere in the word of God. And I have a problem with that personally. I have a problem with we follow something that is not written. Or we see something that's written, but we lean to our own understanding and we follow it that way. And... As as it has been said today, make sure you maintain your relationship with the Lord because I'm going to tell you something, that's going to make the difference. See, I don't have a problem speaking up for why I either do something or I don't do anything. 
Because, see, the enemy is loud and he's strong and he's courageous. And that's the same way we need to stand on the platform for God and be loud, strong, and courageous. We don't have time. We don't have time at all to straddle the fence because God has already spoken on that. We don't have time to be on the enemy's side in anything, whether that's misinterpreting the word of God, whether it's somebody that told us something when we were five and that's what we've been living with and, you know, that's the way I've always done it, so that's the way I'm always going to do it. No, know God for yourself. Be able to give an account as to what you do and why you do it. My life does not look like any other pastor's life I know. Does not look, and we could even believe the same things, interpret the word of God the same way. But my life is not exactly the way any other pastor I know, and I know quite a few. But my walk is different, and we're both living by the same word of God. So that's why I co-sign with Chastity Dawn who says, hey, we're not going to look like everybody else. Even when we're doing the same things, we're not going to look like everybody else. And that's something that you need to pay attention to. Pay attention to that. Because God is relying on you to pay attention to that. Do not be remote in what and who you're following because you only should be following the word of God. It's fine to use, you know, people as examples because the Bible says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. However, you still got to watch what you do. Because everything is not for everybody. What somebody's platform and, and what they're standing on and they're, you know, they, they have this big torch that they're carrying for one thing. may not be the torch that God wants you to carry. He may not want you to renounce certain things. I renounce Sunday worship because it's not biblical. I don't see anywhere in there where it said the conversion for when it was given in the in the beginning of the word, in the beginning of creation, in the Ten Commandments, I have not yet to see anything that says something different. That's the platform I've decided to stand on. I, I cannot budge until God reveals something different to me and all of the areas where they say, it, it, you know, well, Jesus was raised on this day and Jesus died on that day and it automatically shifted. Until the, God deals with me and shows me that, I have to take a stand. However, I still don't look like everybody else who takes that same stand. My ministry is run differently than other ministries. So make sure you connect with God as to how you're supposed to walk in him. You will not go wrong. Make sure you can maintain that relationship and it matches with the word of God. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. 
they will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due-time crew, uh, Miss Chastity Dawn, for joining us this morning and giving us a snapshot of her book, From the Wilderness to the Narrow Path. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Jesus your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now. Later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares where's Freestyle Friday. Until then, I love you.